This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. Welcome to the Toys R Us report, recorded live from inside the Pooptronic Cellular Undersea Base 0001, 6.5 miles below the ocean surface. Some people fun and say that he can't fly, but he's been known to do the impossible like Broadway Joe. He's your host, Icy Robots. If you're looking for me, you better check under the sea. It is your dude, Icy Robots, and I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week, it is going to get so much less weak. We got we got a million billion fun things ahead of us, but uh, before we get there, we got like an oldie but a goodie from uh, MC Kate. Makes the mic disintegrate. Let me see if I can find it here on the drive. I got it. I don't know the file name. I apologize. All right, hold it. No! Hit it. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report. I blast with lyrics like I'm Tom Madden with Excalibur. Poking the mad holes in my challenger. I'm eating a chunk of Swiss cheese. Cause I'm a wild freestyler. Wild like Gene Wilder. We're far from commercial, no need for no rehearsal. We'll hit you from all angles then form a circle. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. You are listening to the Toys R Us report. Big up to MC Kate. Big up to Iceberg 13 for putting it together. And a big up for Inspector Deck for writing that rhyme. Inspector Deck is like my favorite member of the, uh, of the Wu-Tang. This is me. I see robots, and I, uh, I, uh, I guess I've been, um, I've been ruminating on the, uh, that call that I got last week from, uh, Toys R Us Scotland. Dude, that's a really big deal. You don't seem to be taking it very seriously. They are totally going to sue you. I mean, I don't think they're gonna sue me. They're probably, like, they're probably trying to scare me, right? Have you called a lawyer? No, I haven't called a lawyer yet. Have you even called that dude back yet? No, I haven't called dude back yet. Man, you need to get on that. Yeah, I know. I need to get on it. I I don't know. I just, I don't like confrontation. Well, what are you going to do? I don't know. I'll, I'll think of something. That might work for a lot of things, but I don't think it works for legal deals. You need to call them and then you need to think about getting a lawyer. But lawyers cost like a million bucks, dude. I don't have like a million bucks. I know it costs a lot, but you should do it soon. This could get really serious. Yeah, I I know this could get serious, but 
I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that like if I if I don't call him back and I, I just kind of ignore the whole thing, then maybe it'll, maybe it'll just go away. I don't know. Like that seems to work for something sometimes. No, that's stupid. It never works for anything ever. Quit being lazy. I'm not being lazy. I'm just I'm a little nervous. Do you want me to call them for you? I work on the show too. They will probably talk to me. No, I don't need you to call for me. I can handle it. Well, if you can handle it, you need to go ahead and handle it. I don't think you know that this is a big deal. Call them today as soon as we are done here. Fine, I will call them today as soon as we are done here. I do definitely appreciate you, um... I appreciate you, I don't know, man. You're looking out for me, it's good. But I... I don't know. I just think this is gonna blow over, you know? We don't even know that this is legit. I kinda think it is. But we, uh... We don't know... We don't know for sure, Emily. Thanks for being on the air. I appreciate that. I know it's not uh, not your favorite thing in the world. What else? What else is going on? Uh, dig this. The other day I was up there. I was up there on the surface. You know, I was on the Earth base, and our house has a uh, school right near it. And they have like basketball courts and stuff. And people, people hoop it up. You know, the the Warriors are in the finals or whatever. So hoop mania is going, uh, going wild up there in, uh, Santa Rosa. But anyway, I was, I was walking, uh, the dog. You know, I was walking the dog through the school, and, uh, basketball came rolling up near me, right? Like, somebody, somebody missed a shot, and it, like, it, like, got away. So I, I skadoodled over, and I grabbed it, and I threw, like, a, like, a pretty good bounce pass to this dude. I threw it kind of like this overhead bounce pass, hit him right in the chest with one bounce. I was... I was pretty pleased with that right there. I'm like, your dude still got it. I used to be into hooping back in the day. I've never been like a hoop star, but I did think it was fun to, uh, fun to play. And I was like, I was walking away and, um, one of the dudes, and these were like, these were like maybe like freshmen in high school. I'm thinking maybe like sophomores, you know, they, they were like small, kind of skinny, sort of, sort of slight dudes. And one of the dudes was like, hey. Do you, uh, do you want to play for a minute? We, we had a dude not show up and we were going to do some, uh, two-on-two. And I said, you know, I don't want to. I said this to myself. I do not want to. But I said, I also, I also do not want to be the kind of dude who says no when challenged by some, uh, by some punk kids. So I said, yeah, I can, uh, I got like five or ten minutes. So I, you know, I kind of like looped the dog's leash around the, uh, basketball pole and I, I started playing with these dudes for a minute. We were doing like a, like a small uh, two-on-two kind of deal. I was with the, I was with the shorter of the two kids. I was probably like the second tallest. One of these, one of these kids was a bit, he was a bit bigger than I thought when I, when I got over there. And I got, I got paired up with him and I have not actually like hooped in years. I've, I've shot around, I've goofed around, but I haven't, I haven't like hooped in a long time and I, I got to admit, I was impressed with my performance for the day. I blocked a shot. I blocked a shot on a dude younger than me. I put up a jumper. I made a jumper. I missed one, which is uh, which is fine. I got a couple of rebounds because, you know, in my advanced age, I'm a bit heftier than a uh, high school freshman. So I was able to, like, I was able to work my magic in the paint and get a rebound or two. And it was, it was fun. I got super sweaty. I was totally faded. I would have passed out if it was any any hotter than it was. But uh, I went out there and I did it. And I was very pleased with myself. So 
I'm going to chalk this one down. Summer of fitness. Hashtag summer of fitness. It's your time to shine. I, I'm going to talk about that a bit later, naturally. That's a, that's a final segment thing. But it just popped into my head, dude. Like, I don't know if these kids thought that I was going to be like some old Mark. Or maybe they were just being legitimate and they just wanted somebody to play with. But they, they called me out. I called their bluff. I wonder also if they thought I was actually going to do it. Because I, I cannot imagine being like a young, a young hoop mad fool and seeing some old fool walking by and I'm going to be like, hey, you want to get down? And he'd be like, yeah, I'll get down. Next thing I know, he's swatting shots. It seems, seems kind of outlandish. This is, this reminds me of another time. Me and this, uh, this dude I knew by the, uh, the name of Devil T. Me and Devil T were walking around by, um, by Spring Lake. That's this, that's this, like, uh, like, fishing pond we have here in Santa Rosa. And there's a nice, nice walk around. It's, it's maybe, like, two miles, and we're going around that. You know, something to do during the middle of the day in the summer. And this was, this was back in the day. We, we were, like, JC students, not, like, high school students. And this one kid comes burling down the hill. He's on the skateboard. It's kind of like, like a long board, and they had these kind of, these kind of large sort of outdoor tires, like they were meant for like being on the uh, the ground. They weren't like small rubber or uh, whatever, whatever uh, skateboard wheels are made out of. And he comes burling by and he goes by my dude and he says, hey, you want to give this a try? And my dude's a skateboard dude. He's like a Mr. Skate. You know, he's been skating forever. Dude has like impeccable balance. And he goes, yeah, I'll do it, dude. And he uh, jumps on the board and he goes all the way down the hill, like super crazy style. Like he's like, like he's like Chris Pontius. Wait, that one, that's the one dude that doesn't skate in the uh, Jackass crew. It's like, he's like, I don't know. He's like Bam Margera's uh, skateboard mentor or something. He goes down all the way, does like a little jump over one thing. It was, it was amazing. The kid was like, we've asked almost everybody who comes by and not one dude has said yeah and then we asked you and you did it dude and you made it all the way and they high-fived and like for a moment man we were we were like uh cool guys again but um this this basketball thing reminded me of that i i was glad they didn't ask me because i do not know how to skate a lick and if they would asked me i would have to be like sorry bro and they would think i was another one of these dorks it was cool they asked my guy and he uh he came through it's always fun to see somebody come through you know, it's fun to see somebody get challenged, and then they make it. Let's, uh, let's move into At The Movies. But before we go, I probably should have said the lesson. The lesson for this story was, you know, sometimes take a shot. It's like, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Who said that? Michael Jordan? Michael Scott? I don't know. Somebody, somebody wise like that. But just, you know, sometimes these hokey axioms have a, uh, have a little bit of truth. Honestly... If I would have said yeah, and then went out there and like uh, completely stunk the place up, like it was uh, Paul Mokeski in his prime, and I got blocked, and I missed the shot, and all that, I, I still would have felt good because I got to sweat on, and I knew that I did it when they asked me to do it. Hashtag Summer of Fitness. This is at the movies. We're gonna talk about the X Men. In a moment, at the movies without Ebert, Cisco, or even that dude Roper, but you've got icy robots, so that's something, right? Terrence, what did you see? She's grown too powerful even for the X-Men. Get down! Tell everyone to stay calm but ready. 
Get ready to open fire. Tell me how we fix this, Charles. Tell me what to do. Don't know what to do. There she is. X-Men Dark Phoenix. PG-13. Tickets on sale now. When uh, 2.0 was born many moons ago, I, as a young father, was, of course, you know, taxed with spending time with her and finding things for us to do. And one of the things we would do a lot is we would go to the movies. This is when I'm like, I'm talking she was like a baby and stuff. We started going when she was a baby and we kept going like all the way up until uh, up until the current, the current day. And for the record... The first of all the movies I ever took her to was a movie known as X-Men 2. Way back in, uh, I think it was like, I think it was like 2003. It was, it was many, many moons ago. Her and I were sitting at the house and it was, it was kind of boring. We were kind of bored, couldn't think of anything to do. And I said, hey, let's, uh, let's hop the bus and go downtown. The, uh, movie theater is directly next to the bus station. Let's hop the bus, go downtown and take in a movie. I, I know it is verboten. To take babies to the movie, but she has always been a quiet baby. When she was a baby, she was just so quiet. She hardly ever cried, and she was just, like, generally well-behaved, so I thought that she could handle a trip to the movie, and it turned out great. She sat there in the seat next to me for maybe, like, half an hour, maybe, like, 45 minutes, and then she just, she just fell asleep, and also, coincidentally, one of the things I recall was, like, me and one other person in the theater. We went early in the day. That's always, that's always been our gimmick. We go early. Less... Less people too disturbed, but uh, this this started us on a lifetime journey of X Men movies. It's seriously been like it's been like our whole life, and what like twelve, like thirteen movies, and the latest, the latest of all the X Men movies, X Men Dark Phoenix is it is supposedly the last in the uh, saga of the X Men. Sure, there's New Mutants, New Mutants is floating out there somewhere, and it may. It may or may not come out. I think that it will. I think a lot of money has been spent into making it. It will eventually. It will eventually come out. But as far as like the X Men saga, like Professor X and Wolverine and Cyclops and all these guys, this is it. This is the end. I feel like you're saying, "Hey, Dark Phoenix." We've seen that before, and yes, yes, we indeed have seen the Dark Phoenix before. But they decided to uh, go ahead and give it another shot. The whole. The whole timeline for these things is, it's so incredibly screwy. I could not tell you how any of this makes sense as far as, like, this movie and that movie. Maybe the stuff with the Dark Phoenix and Fonky Jensen and Hugh Jackman, maybe that stuff never happened. I don't know. It makes, it makes no sense to me, but I just, you know, I sit back, I watch it, I do my best to enjoy it. I, obviously, I like superhero movies. Not as much as some people do, but I do see all the, uh, superhero movies that come out, and I... I do have to admit, I have a preference for the uh, X-Men tone, the tone of the Fox movies rather than the uh, mainstream Marvel studio movies. I don't know. They tend to, uh, they tend to skew darker. Sure, Marvel does do dark, and they do all sorts of different stuff, and they are definitely fun movies, but I, I kind of like the darker, more somber, serious tone of the X-Men movies, and that's not to say that they, they get it right every time, because honestly, they get it wrong as many times as they get it right, but they do have some definite, uh, Definite highlights in there. The aforementioned X2 is absolutely dynamite. X1 is fun. And I also, I like X3. I think Ellen Page as Kitty Pride is fantastic. You've heard me say that before. And then you have like Days of Future Past. That movie is a masterpiece. Logan is a masterpiece. And also, I don't know, 
X-Men First Class is not that bad. I do think that the Wolverine movies, the uh, Wolverine origin and all that stuff, I, I don't know. Not the best that there's ever been. But overall, I do like the X-Men franchise. You can even... You can even make the argument that Deadpool is part of the X-Men franchise. He's got a he's got a definite connection with X-Force and everything and him being friends with uh friends with Colossus. So I guess if you add that in, overall they do probably have more hits or as many hits as they do like critical misses. This one though could probably best be defined as a critical miss. I wanted to go in and like it. I've been hearing bad things about it for a while. The movie's been delayed. It's been delayed a couple times, but I I don't know. I wanted to think the best, but sadly when I when I left the arena, I wasn't overly enthused with um with X-Men Dark Phoenix. The the story's a bit confusing. We all know the we know the tale of the Dark Phoenix. We've seen it before. It's a giant tale in the in the world of X-Men lore. Before before we get like super duper deep into this, I am not an X-Men scholar by any means. The period in which I was reading probably the fewest amount of comics was kind of kind of the heyday of the X-Men. You know, you gotta you gotta look back and you gotta remember the X-Men were the Marvel A-listers. Wolverine was like the Marvel A-list character of all the characters. And the X-Men were, they were everything. There were probably like 25 or 30, I'm exaggerating, X-Men comics at one time for every for every one uh, Avengers title. Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor. These guys were all also Rands at the point. And I had a real hard time following the X-Men storylines. The the Chris Claremont stuff and all that stuff was, I don't know, it was super confusing to me. I couldn't keep up, so I kind of started drifting into, like, oldie comics. That's when, that's when, like, the current stuff wasn't really doing it for me, so I was spending a lot of time in the quarter box looking at, like, Sergeant Rocks, Haunted Tanks, Viking Commandos, The Unknown Soldier, Commandy, The Last Boy on Earth. That's not a, uh, that's not a war comic, but it was something that I was for sure into around that time. So, I don't know. When I talk about this X-Men stuff, it's honestly all just kind of kind of secondhand things that I heard from somebody else. But I guess the gimmick of the Dark Phoenix is there's like, there's like this thing called the Phoenix Force. And somehow when she's out in outer space, Jean Grey gets zapped by this and it like... It, like, takes control of her. It makes her incredibly more powerful, but also, it also kind of, like, saps her sanity a bit. Emily, do you hear that? That's, that work outside. That, I'm picking that up on the mic. Could you, do you hear that? Can you shut the door? Yeah, I can hear that too. I'll shut the door. There, that, uh, that sounds a lot better. They're always working on something down here. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff involved with, uh, with keeping an undersea base airtight. You know what I mean? There's always like, there's always a hole popping somewhere. There's always like a bolt popping out and water comes in. I don't know, man. It's, it's really, uh, it's really moist down here. There's just like puddles of water all over the place. This is, this is neither here nor there. The, the movie was not as great as I feel it could have been with the people that were involved in the movie, you got Jennifer Lawrence. You got the kid from About a Boy who was up for Batman. You got James McAvoy, who is tremendous. Michael Fassbender is terrific. And Sophie Turner, who played uh, Jean Grey, you might know her as uh, Sansa Stark, the uh, eldest of the Stark daughters on Game of Thrones. She's coming off Game of Thrones, you know? And I feel like, 
I feel like there's a lot of, uh, like a, po- a lot of positive, uh, thoughts going her way, you know, coming off a, uh, beloved project like that. The, the last season wasn't what, uh, people seem to have wanted, but, you know, no one's blaming it on her. I feel like she's definitely coming off with that, uh, Game of Thrones shine, but I don't know if it was her, or maybe it was the material given, or maybe just that, like, a lot of this was done up against the green screen. A lot of it is, like, her screaming, you know, floating around in front of a green screen. So, I don't know what it is, but she she was, I sadly have to say, a bit unsuccessful in carrying the role of uh, Jean Grey when she when she becomes the Dark Phoenix. This is like, this is a major storyline, you know, as far as like X-Men go. Like I said a little bit ago, and then, then I kind of got diverted when the, when that noise became too much, but the... Dark Phoenix Saga is one that I am definitely familiar with, despite not being a X-Men scholar. What other ones, what other ones do I know? We're diverting back to where we were a bit ago. I know Days of Future Past, I'm familiar with that because of that uh, great cover with Wolverine. Wolverine and Kitty Pride. I know the, I know that whole deal where Storm, like, leaves the X-Men and she goes down in the sewers and becomes, like, the leader of these, like, these, like, sewer mutants. That's when... She was, uh, rocking that mohawk. That's the, that's the, uh, iconic Storm look, as far as I'm concerned. When I first heard they were making the X-Men movie way, 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 way back in the olden days, and they had, they had Halle Berry connected to it. In my head, I was envisioning her looking kind of punk rock with that big mohawk, and I'm thinking how awesome that would be. And then when the movie showed up, she looked, uh, she looked great, but she had normal hair, you know. We did, we did get to see Mohawk Storm in, what was it, Age, Age of Apocalypse. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I remember that. During this, uh, this last one, I said to the, I said to the old wife, there's like two things I feel I really want to see in an X-Men movie. I told her one, that was something that I will talk about in a bit, and I told her the other one, I want to see Mohawk Storm. I want to see Storm flying around with a mohawk looking all awesome. And she looks at me and she goes, I think she had a mohawk in, uh, Age of Apocalypse. And I was like... No, I don't think she does. I think I would definitely remember that if she does. And we we looked it up on the phone, and there she was. She has a mohawk. And then I started, like, I started looking at other imagery from that movie, and I started to think, I do not know if I know any of the things that I'm seeing here in Age of Apocalypse. Apocalypse looked unfamiliar to me. I think I, think I blocked the whole thing out of my head. That one, that one was not great either, but it could have been. It had Oscar Isaacs in it, but they... They put him in like a big blue outfit. It was, it was weird. Let's take a quick commercial break. We got a, we got a sponsor connected to the movie here. It's a, it's a good one. We'll be back in a sec. They've got Wolverine. They've got Storm. Even Beast. Right where those mutants belong. In a can. <laughs> New from Chef Boy RD. Your favorite X-Men in pasta shapes and excellent sauce. We got them. And only you can set them free. New X-Men pasta. It's not just a meal. It's an adventure. Big up to the dude himself, Chef Boy RD. I still eat Chef Boy RD on the reg. I'll admit it. I like me a uh, spaghettio with the meatballs. I love, I love those meatballs. I love the ravioli. I love all of that stuff. I love it. I wish there were more shaped pastas today. This one, this one is great, but it would have also been awesome to see like some Avengers ones, some Spider-Man's ones. I don't know. I, I did pick up a Spider-Man soup the other day. It was the uh, Miles Morales 
what is the name of that movie? Into the Spider-Verse. Had a, had a Campbell's Soup tie-in, and I, I picked up some, uh, Spider-Man soups. The, the head of the, uh, Spider-Man logo deal is the, is the pasta shape. That was one of the most incoherent sentences I have ever said in my life. The pasta shape was that of Spider-Man's head. That's what, that's what I meant to say. Let's, let's start looking at the, uh, movie a bit. We've, We've talked about it. It is, of course, the last of the X-Men movies. We went we went over that. The movie clocks in just over, like, two hours. It is it is a bit long. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of stars in this. We talked about uh, that already. We, we know it's got Jennifer Lawrence. We know it's got Sophie Turner. We know that it's got James McAvoy. We know, we know, we know. There's, there's just a lot of people in here. This is a... This is a long and storied franchise. It's weird to me to think that this is, uh, this is gonna be over. You know, I've, I've been having these as long as I've been having, like, 2.0 in my life. It seems like I can't remember a, can't remember a world where there wasn't, where there wasn't a, uh, X-Men franchise. I, I don't even know what the story was to tell you guys beyond the, she gets the Dark Phoenix in her, her powers are out of control. There's something with... There's something with aliens. They have uh, Jessica Jas- Jessica Chastain as some sort of like albino shape shifting alien. I don't I don't know who these were, but they show up and they're after the they're after the Phoenix Force too. And then there's just like there's just like all kinds of things going on. And it's not like it's not like it's a incoherent mess or anything like that. But it's not it's not by any means a a tight movie sadly, but that's not to say that I didn't enjoy it. I did think that it was alright. There's, there's like the obligatory alien fight, and there's all this stuff, but I think like, I think the quiet moments of the movie, there's not that many of them, but I think that the quiet moments in it are, are pretty good, and the action, the action is what it is. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of like, things going on in the dark, you know, when they have all these things in the dark, you know, they're kind of, you know, they're kind of hiding stuff. The, the flick, though, is absolutely getting savaged right now. It's at, like, 24 with the critics and, like, 60 with the peeps, which is, I don't know. I guess it's not, like, it's not that savage. The The folks are liking it. The general random folks are liking it. But the critics, they're being pretty mean. The movie's not, it's not a complete disaster. But I think that when you look at some of the, when you look at some of these successes, that the X-Men franchise has had, and then you see how, you see how it's kind of, it's kind of just gone down and down and down and down to the point where I don't even know. It's like, a lot of effort was put into the movie, but you also get the same time feel like, well, not a lot of effort was put into a lot of things, if that, if that makes sense. I, I was talking to people who didn't even know that this movie was coming out, which is, which is interesting too. These X Men movies have always been—they've uh, always been kind of a uh, kind of a big deal, but also being the last Fox movie, kind of uh, it puts the movie in like a lame duck position. Like, why why bother spending my hard earned money to see something that's not really going to tie into anything in the future? Even though I would love to see, I would really like to see these characters that we've already already established in the movies over here just move directly into the uh, Marvel universe. I know that will never happen, but I. I would like to see just one, at least just one scene with Hugh Jackman somehow involved in some kind of Avengers thing. I think, I think that would be terrific. I don't, 
I don't think it'll ever happen. I'm really interested in what Marvel is going to do with all these guys. I I think it would be cool if they kind of, they like gave the Avengers the chance to chill. Like all those characters chill for a while and introduce like new X-Men characters as the entire next wave. Have like X-Men movie, New Mutants movie, make like, I don't know, Power Pack. Are they part of that? I don't think so. But you could have like, you could have Deadpool. You could do all these things... And just, just plug them in there and you give your other stuff a rest so that eventually when you return to it, it's like new and fresh. I I am interested in seeing the Marvel, the Marvel studio spin on these. Not as much as I am saddened to see the Fox studio spin just disappear, but it's a brave new world. It'll be interesting to see what becomes of it. I don't even know who you cast as these characters. I I am so terrible. I'd like fantasy casting. I think that it would be neat to see Tom Hardy as Wolverine, but I I don't know if we'll ever ever see that. I heard that uh, they were talking about Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy. I don't know. He's a good actor. I could see it. How about how about Rob Pattison doing a double bill of Batman and also Wolverine, showing him to be, like, the coolest of all time? I don't know. Are Batman and Wolverine kind of... They're kind of equivalent in a lot of ways. Like, Wolverine and Jubilee were kind of like the Batman and Robin of Marvel in a lot of ways. Like the grizzled guy and the spunky youngster. I I definitely see a lot of similarities there. I do feel like they're probably around like the same tier as far as stardom. At one point, Wolverine like far, 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 far overshadowed Batman stardom, at least in the comic world. And in, in a lot of ways, he was... He was bigger than the Bat. You know, he never had, like, that that Michael Keaton movie opening or whatever. But inside the comic world, you were seeing, like, 5, 10, 15, 20, 50, 1,000 monthly Wolverine titles to every Batman and Detective Comics. You know, Batman's still huge, but they were they were pushing Wolverine through the roof. He was he was all comics everything for a while. That was weird. That was when I started to kind of kind of drop out a new comics. I talked about that. I talked about that earlier. I remember when Wizard Magazine was in full effect. And they would always have like, they would put like two or three different covers of every issue of Wizard. Which makes it hard to collect Wizard Magazine nowadays. I bought I bought so many duplicates just with, just with different covers. But they'd have like three covers, for example. That'd always be, always, always, always the Wolverine cover. Let's, let's finish this up. I'm just blathering on about various X-Men related stuff. The movie is... I think I already gave the tomatoes, so we don't need to do that again. Let's let's just get to the meat and potatoes of this. On the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter, with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I am going to go ahead and give Dark Phoenix a uh, not-so-awesome 2.5 mics. 2.5 mics. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You made it this far. It's time. The final segment. The Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. All right, we are back for the final segment of the show. We got we got a lot of fun stuff to go over, but let's let's start with uh, the most important thing. I'm going to give a big shout out to my man Charles from the last hometown. You can find him at 
last hometown on the tweets. Dude became a patron. Dude's a real friend of the show. If you want to, if you want to follow suit, please, please hop over, support thereport.com. All the details are there. Tons of, tons and tons of patron exclusive shows. And our dude, he signed up and all that goodness is his homie message me. And I love it when you guys message me. Hit me up on the tweets at IC Robots. And he told me he has an episode of his own show getting ready to drop. So keep your eyes peeled. Go follow him. Last hometown on the tweets. Lots of fun stuff, man. Dude tweets out a lot of cool things. I I like to uh I like to follow your guys' exploits. Let's let's move along. I I can hardly wait. I've been waiting. I bought Amigo the other week. I got this guy on eBay. I I'd wanted to get this one since it came out, but he was he was like a second tier one. Once I got through the first tier, I was gonna get to the second tier. This is this is amazing. It's an Elvis Presley Migo. He's in a He's in a white jumpsuit. He has a red scarf. Facially, facially, he resembles, uh, he resembles Kurt Russell. The Kurt Russell Elvis more than the Elvis Presley Elvis. But still, still, he's great. The card art has a, it has a picture of Elvis in concert. He's in Hawaii. He has a lay around his neck, a microphone up to his face. It's phenomenal. This is number, it's number 2,865 out of, out of 10,000. Let's. Let's open this up. I got this on eBay from Entertainment Earth. What I did was I went there and I searched on eBay for Elvis Migo and I went to the lowest and I got this for $13.99 shipped. I was ecstatic. I I couldn't believe it. Let's let's try to open this with as little damage to the card as possible. I don't even know why. I don't I don't really keep the cards. I keep them for a minute, then I end up then I end up discarding them. That was a zing. Uh he's He's really great. The way they're doing the bubbles now is they're formed in a way that the characters kind of pose. So it looks like it looks like our guy Elvis is he's doing like he's shaking his hips, man. It's awesome. He comes with a microphone, which is which is neat. He has the typical typical Mego quality of movement. He's wearing some white loafers. These are these are really nice shoes, man. I dig that. I dig that a lot. I I hope that eventually they come out with an Elvis in a uh, karate outfit, as we know. Elvis was a master, a master karateka. And we shall someday see Elvis in the Mego Fighting Championship. He's training. He's training right now. I understand he's working with some of the uh, some of the WWE women grapplers. I've heard say that he's he's been training his ground game with uh, with the likes of uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, as it were. You know, Elvis is a ladies' man. They they don't mind helping him, helping him helping him out let's let's see the jumpsuit has his graphics all around very nice on the back there's a eagle it has stars i i like this guy man his his joints are stiff too which is good because the one of the fun things about migos is is of course posing him the scarf is neat it's is it part of his shirt or is it it looks like it's attached to his shirt which is which is nice because it's going down like um like down his open uh like the open zippered part of his uh, jumpsuit, so it's neat that it's already that it's already like attached there, so you don't have to spend a lot of time trying to uh, trying to get it to look nice. It already looks nice. I have another Migo on the way too. I'm not going to spoil who that is, but it was another one that I wanted. They've they finally started to hit eBay at low prices, which is which is cool. There's another wave about to come out, so the ones from the previous wave, you know, they dropped down a bit. But Elvis. Elvis is fantastic. I, 
I like him a lot. I heard that the next wave is going to be featuring Elvis in his um, jailhouse rock outfit. I won't. I won't be getting that. One Elvis is enough for me, unless of course they come out with a a taking care of business karate suit one. Then, then I'll be all over that. Or if they come out with a glow in the dark one. If they make an Elvis that glows in the dark, I'll I'll be all over that. But I'd have to say. I'm pretty satisfied, man. Top-notch Mego quality as usual. The face, while a bit Kurt Russell, is still obviously Elvis. I, I like him, man. He's gonna, he's gonna be training for the MFC, the Mego Fighting Championship, and hopefully we'll see him soon. And while we are uh, still on the topic of Migos, Migos secured a uh, new license, and they revealed a new figure the other day. This came out in some sort of a trade magazine. I saw this on the Mego Ambassador Group. That I belong to on Facebook. The the figure is that of the mummy. So it looks like they're going to be adding that to the to the pre-existing monsters that they already have. You know, they got Frankenstein, Dracula. They made a couple each. They made a couple werewolves. A uh, flocked werewolf. They got an invisible man. There's There's been two of him too, I think. A normal and also a, a glow-in-the-dark. I haven't picked that one up. I, I might do so in the future. I would definitely get the glow-in-the-dark variant if I... If I had the chance, the mummy, the mummy will be a nice addition to this. And the license that it seems like they picked up is the award-winning film. A film that goes by the name of Rocky, the Sylvester Stallone boxing flick. I, I'm super excited about this. I love Rocky. Like, I, like, I love it a lot. It's one of my favorite movies of all the times. And the figure that they showed for the, um, for the movie was Rocky in the, in the big fight at the end of the first film where he has the, uh, the red jacket. I think it's for Shamrock Meat. Is that what it is? Where Polly works? They Polly, not Polly. Like Polly got a cracker, but uh, that's where he works. And they sponsored Rocky for the fight. And he has the he has the tights and everything. The trunks, rather. I'm used used to like wrestling terminology, but uh, I have only seen a somewhat kind of blurry picture of this figure, and it looks it looks cool. I'm definitely definitely gonna get it we're gonna see rocky at some point in the future in the amigo fighting championship we'll see man there are there's a few interesting matchups there like rocky versus bruce lee i think that's an interesting one rocky versus muhammad ali of course rocky versus andre the giant these are all these are all like interesting matchups from the world of sports and then you could add in like rocky versus uh dracula that's a good fight we haven't seen dracula make his debut in the mfc but at some point he will i think i think we're gonna see dude the question is would he would he keep his cape on for the fight, or would it be cape off? I don't know. I myself, I would take it off, but he's he's a bit of a uh, he's a bit of a dandy, so he may he may wind up wearing the cape. We saw some MFC action over at icrobots.com. There was a fight between um, the uh, the Fonz, Arthur Fonzarelli himself of Happy Days fame, versus Batman. This is this is the Mego. Batman. This was something that I that I put some thought into before I put the results together. This is like this is like the 1970s Mego Batman. It's a replica of that, but this is this is the basic idea of the figure. This isn't like the modern day Batman who has like his like murderous fighting skills. You know, he wears black, he wears gray, he can kill you with one punch. That guy. This is this is the blue the blue Batman from back in the day, not the Adam West Batman, because Figures Toy Company makes an actual like Adam West Batman, but like, but like an Adam West esque Batman. He's not going to be using like deadly fighting skills. He has more like karate chop to the head, judo throw, maybe like a punch to the bread basket kind of kind of fighting style, like a double axe handle 
like a Captain Kirk double axe handle. That kind of that kind of fighting. So take that into consideration when you see him in the uh, in the MFC. He fought the Fonz, Arthur Fonzarelli, like we just said. And the matchup the matchup was over quick. Fonzie came at him through a blow. Batman countered, karate chopped to the top of the head, instant KO. I I don't see it going any other way. It might not be a karate chop to the head. It might be a punch to the face, but Arthur Fonzarelli is going down. One punch, no question. Like, Guy Gardner in Justice League, he's going down. One punch Batman, knockout. And then on the undercard, Bruce Lee fought Dr. Zayas, and he defeated him with a uh, with a thrust kick to the side of the face. That raises his record up to 2-1. and one. Arthur Fonzarelli is 0-2. And Batman is now one and zero. Oh. If you wanna, if you wanna check these out, this is over at icrobots.com. I got pictures, man. I got pictures of the fights as they took place. I was on hand at the MFC Arena, acting as photographer. So icrobots.com. There's a there's like a bar on the side. It has all the topics. Look up Migo Fighting Championship. You can see all all the fun there. But it's not all fun. It's not all good. We got some bad news here in the Sonoma County area. Just saw on Facebook that um, silver screen video in Petaluma. That's the last video store on that side of Sonoma County is going down. They're going out of business. It it's not a it's not a good day for video stores right now. In Sonoma County, we're down to uh, Joe Video. So if you're in the Santa Rosa area, please go down to Joe Video, buy some stuff, get a used DVD, get something, get an account, go buy some uh, go buy some fiddle faddle. Dude's got the fiddle faddle at the counter. Get something, man. We we can't lose the last one here in SR. Plus, it's an amazing place. It's great. Lots of nerds work there who like to talk film. It's awesome. I just found out that my man, Joe the Patron, he also goes there. So big up to Joe for supporting Joe Video. Uh, So, sadly, Silver Screen bites the dust. This store has been around for like 30 years, man. It's... It's not one that I go to frequently because it's uh, it's a couple towns over. It's like a 20, 25, maybe 30 minute drive from where we are in um, in Santa Rosa. The store's cool though. It's big. It's really big. They have a pretty vast selection. It's it's kind of plain to be honest. It's white with white shelves, sort of sort of blockbuster esque. But they they've maintained all these years. I do stop in every time I'm in Petaluma and I try to get like a, like a, uh, previously viewed Blu-ray or something. Last time I was over there, we went to Old Chicago Pizza in Petaluma. Delicious. Delicious deep dish pizza. We got a, we got a sausage with onions and extra cheese. It was delicious. And then on the way out of town, we stopped at a, we stopped at Silver Screen Video. I couldn't find any discs to buy, so I bought some Reese's Pieces. I think I bought like three boxes of Reese's Pieces. I gave one to me for the movies and I gave the other two to the kid and she did whatever. Whatever kids do with candy, eat it, I guess. And then uh, then we actually stopped into Kmart, which is which is another uh, last of around here in Sonoma County. Last Kmart in Petaluma. But uh, it's sad, man. It's sad anytime a video store goes down in the game. They, they're going away. There's not really going to be a lot of new ones coming out. So I... I, uh, with heavy heart, I gotta say, Silver Screen Video Petaluma, they reminisce over you. Join me, movie star Johnny Five. This spring on your piece of garbage standard deaf hillbilly TV, as I bring justice to your holler, robot style. Johnny Court, coming everywhere, soon.
I've uh, I've been hearing from some of you guys that you're having a hard time finding a uh, Johnny Court on your uh, televisions. I I myself am having those problems too, but I I've heard some good things. It's gotten some good reviews from folks who said they like the idea that the show isn't just a court show. He also like he has like this bounty hunting element. Like he goes out and he finds the dudes, then he brings them back, and then he tries them. Some people like that. I don't I don't know how much I go for one guy being the judge. The jury, the cop, and also the executioner. I don't know. I think that was out of order. But um, I I would just say, if you can't find Johnny Court, keep looking out there. There's some talk that it might get picked up locally here in uh, the Bay Area on KTVU Channel 2. I, I was at the flea market the other week. That's not that's not news. That's just a fact. I go to um, the flea market like just about every week. I think we're getting ready for a trip to the... To the uh, Vallejo flea market, which is which is like a whole different thing, and that's going to be fun. But I was there in Sebastopol the other day. There's like a few weeks over the summer that they they canceled the um the what's it the flea market at the uh, vets building. I couldn't I couldn't think of the word the vets building for some reason. It was it was escaping me probably because I'm reading a note card and I'm talking to you guys all at the same time. But they. They cancel it a couple times a summer, once for this, like, it's like a car part sale. Like, people bring out their vintage cars, and they, they sell carburetors or whatever. It looks like fun. I can imagine if you're into that scene that this is this is a good deal. Then they have some kind of, like, a biker rally there as well. I'm not really sure what's up with that. I've never I've never attended, but um, they they do, like, a fun run, I think is what it is. And they, they have, like, a concert. I don't know. It's cool, man. Whatever. Whatever you're into, just happy having fun. But uh, that week we didn't go there. We instead went to the Sebastopol flea market, which is which is cool. I dig this one a lot. They have a lot of a lot of good foods there. We ended up getting tacos while we were at the flea market. But all I could find was uh, I got some Blu-rays. I got Gravity. I got King Arthur, the extended edition. This is the one with Clive Owen. And then I got La La Land, which. Which the wife wanted, not to say that I didn't want it because it's a, uh, it's a delightful film. I think it was, was it number two in my top five the year it came out? I, I think so. I think that was the year that Sing Street was the best movie. I can't recall all of the, off the top of my head, but if you haven't seen Sing Street, that's great. I didn't find it on Blu-ray, but I did find La La Land, Gravity, Son of Batman, a DC animated one. I got that for, I got all of them for five bucks, four for five. I was pretty pleased on that. Gravity is great. The Sandra Bullock movie with her and uh, George Clooney. That one, that one's delightful. And on Blu-ray, it looks, mwah, mwah, looks amazing. I love it. I haven't seen The Son of Batman yet. I'm saving that for a day when I got like nothing to do. I can sit back and learn about Damian Wayne. I haven't put in La La Land yet either, but I know I will. I did watch, um, I watched King Arthur for a bit. It's not a great movie by any means, but it's, you know, it's cool enough. It has Joel Edgerton with a uh, long hair and that's that's kind of fun. Next topic, the summer of fitness. Hit it. It's the summer of fitness, your time to shine. Let's go outside and exercise. We will walk and we will ride a bike. It's the summer of fitness. Alright, the summer of fitness is in full effect. This is This is a program we're starting where we're going to try to go out there and we're going to go for some non-weight loss goals. We're going to try to, uh, try to get the heart going. We're going to try to get the legs pumping, doing what we can to, uh, to improve our overall cardiovascular fitness. I think, I think that's an important goal. We're worried about, like, just going out, improving your fitness. 
A fitter body is a fitter mind. It's good for you overall. So far this week in the summer fitness, I I took the dog out for a really long walk and I rode my bike twice. It's been it's been insanely hot here. It's been like a hundred degrees, and I I went out once and I almost fainted. It was terrible, but I I got some distance in. I got a few hills. I was I was proud of myself, and then I went out again with the wife. We uh. We went around, you know, I don't know, maybe for like a half hour, 45 minutes. That's all it takes, dude. Just go ride your bike for like half an hour. You know, ride 15 minutes out, 15 minutes back. It's great. I I enjoy that a lot. I just, I like zipping around on the bike. You get to see, you see things you don't normally see, you know. You go through streets you don't normally go to. I just try to, I just try to keep moving. I'll just go up one block, down one block, up one block, down one block. Just, just, uh, you know, just keep going for as long as I, as I can. I... I implore you guys, it's the summer of fitness, your time to shine. You should go out and get some exercise. I I also want you to reach out to me. I want you to reach out to me so I can give you some words of encur- my man, um, encouragement. My man, my man Charles, the patron, he, uh, he sent me a hashtag summer of fitness. He told me he went for a hour-long walk, and he's gonna take the kids out for one later. I'm so, I'm so proud of you, man. It's always... It's always hard to get started, but once you're started, it's easy to keep going. So, keep going on that summer of fitness, dude. Listen to Toys R Us Report. Go take a walk. Listen to the patron-only show. Go take a walk. Listen to some of those Icy Robots radio mixtapes I got on the, uh, on the patron thing. Those will, those will get your leg pumping. I'm proud of him. My man Javier, Javier the patron, he reached out to me, and he told me that he's been going up the stairs instead of going up the elevator. I think that's great, dude. It takes, it takes changing the day-to-day routines of your life. To get those summer of fitness goals. So, you know, add, just add a little exercise to anything you do and you'll feel good about it. I got somebody, um, another dude, this guy goes by the name of Mike. I wonder if it's Stuntman Mike. I'm not sure. I kind of feel like if it was Stuntman Mike, he'd say Stuntman Mike. But Stuntman Mike, go do some summer of fitness. I'm into it, I believe. I believe it's good for you overall. But, uh, this guy Mike, he said that he went for a walk before he went to work. He got up and went out for an hour. I'm proud of you too. You and Charles, you and Javier, you guys are all, you're all doing great, man. I'm super, super stoked about all of this. You guys want to get down with this? You want to get down with the summer of fitness? It's time to shine. Just go out there, get some exercise, ride a bike, walk your dog, go around the block, go walk to the park, feed the ducks, just do anything to get yourself moving. We want to just, we want to see an improvement in your overall cardiovascular health. And I'll tell you this, the more you exercise, the better you feel mentally. This is something that I find, I find to be very true. When I go out for a strenuous bike ride, when I come back after I'm done sweating and moaning, I, I feel very, uh, I feel very, uh, just clear headed. I feel really creative. I feel really, I don't know. I just feel open. I think there is a definite connection between physical health and mental health. So just do what you can, man. Do what you can. Another way you can participate is by avoiding unhealthy treats. I know everybody likes to bring donuts to work. Everybody likes to bring cookies to work. It's always somebody's birthday. There's always a cake. What you do is you see the donut, just don't take it. You get the cake. You got to take the cake. You got to be polite. Maybe take a bite. But then later, you know, Throw it away. Every time you pass on an unhealthy snack, it's a victory. It's a win. It's a win for you. You should feel happy about that. Here's another thing. It's summer. It's hot. And we all love a nice ice cream when it's hot. And we deserve that. We do. We definitely deserve that. It's it's our right as citizens of the uh, of the planet Earth to get a chomp on some ice cream. But here's something that I... I've been doing when I go and I get myself some ice cream. Instead of getting, like, what I would do before is I'd go to Baskin-Robbins and I'd get a cup. 
I get my one scoop in a cup. Maybe I get two scoops, put them in a cup, take them home, and eat them later. What I do now, I just get a cone. I get one scoop on the cone, and I eat it right there in the uh, Basket of Robins parking lot over by the Safeway. I find that, like, what this does is it controls the portion more in the sense that I can only eat as much as, like, I can hold in my hand. You know, I can only eat as much as that cone can balance, as opposed to, like, the amount of stuff that you can put in the cup. Plus, the cup has a plastic lid. It's wasteful. Don't do it. Just get a cone. You eat the whole thing. It's gone. Totally recyclable. You'll feel good about it. So, Summer of Fitness, your time to shine. Hit me up, hashtag Summer of Fitness, and we'll, uh, we'll do some business, man. We'll do some work. We'll all improve. It's gonna be great. Hey, A.B. Silver is on the phone. He says it's important. Yeah? He's on the uh, he's on the phone right now. Do we do we have time for a call? Yeah, you can take it if you want. What do you think he wants? I really don't know what he wants. But he actually said please, which was weird. Okay, put him through. Okay, I'll patch him in. He's on. Hello, I see robots. AB Silver, it's always nice to have you on the show. What can we do for you today? I heard about your legal issues, and I have a proposition for you. Yeah, that's uh, that's really turning into uh something. Uh, how'd you hear about that? Oh, I guess you heard it. You heard it on, on the show. Why don't you take the case of you versus Toys R Us Scotland to Johnny Court? I think that could be fun, don't you? Mm, I, I don't know. Uh, I gotta, I have to work. You know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be down here for like the next, the next week or so straight. Oh, that's not a problem. We could use Skype or something. I just think it would be nice to have you on. You always help us out, so I would like to do the same for you. What do you say? Okay. All right, I guess so. Why don't we why don't we do that? Let's take the case to Johnny Court. Magnificent. I will send you the details and we can work out a time to record. I am really looking forward to this. Okay. Bye. Talk soon. Huh. That should uh that should be fun. I've never been on TV in that capacity before. One time I got interviewed on TV 50 news when I was when I was a lot younger but uh that's that's nothing like you know being on Johnny Court. So that should be that should be fun. I'm looking forward to that but uh I don't know. It's weird too at the same time, right? He seemed he seemed really nice there. I I've never seen AB so polite. I wonder I wonder what's up with that. Maybe it's just turned over a new leaf. I don't know. Let's uh let's think the best. So, we'll be back next week. It's episode number 200. It's a big one. Let's call it the trial of IC robots. See you guys soon. If you don't know, now you know. This has been IC Robots Radio Production. IC Robots Radio is a listener supported in Deha. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, Please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week. Everybody love everybody! Portions of our broadcast day may be presented either in whole or in part by means of videotape or film reproduction. This is KTXL TV 40, signing off the air. Ending another schedule of broadcasting. KTXL, Sacramento, Stockton, California. Magnificent.